What's up, everybody? On today's show, an early look at bowl season projections from our friends over at 24-7 Sports. Will the SEC only get one team into the playoff, and is the Big Ten getting two? I'll tell you why that nightmare will become a reality again. Locked on SEC starts right now. You are Locked on SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what's happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked on SEC. Thank you guys for joining us. I'm Chris Gordy. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, let's jump into it because our friends over 24-7 Sports, Brad Crawford to be exact, he put up a piece this week on college football bowl projections, basically saying, look, it's an early playoff prediction and matchups for every game. And I figure we run through each SEC team and where he thinks they're going to be at the end of the season. Now, in order to do that, you got to project what their win totals are going to be, you know, what kind of season you think they're going to have, and what bowl game they'll end up in. And I'll give you a little bit of a spoiler here. Um, Crawford has 13 of the 14 SEC teams making bowl games. Now, if you want to add Texas and Oklahoma in there, we can. We're still a year out from that, but nonetheless, uh, 13 of the 14. He's only got Vanderbilt as the only team not going bowling. And just to explore Vanderbilt a little bit here, um, Vandy's non-conference schedule, they play Hawaii, Alabama A&M, at Wake Forest, and at UNLV. Now, the at Wake Forest, you know, somewhat difficult, although they'll have a new quarterback and new stuff there. But if they can go 4-0 in those no, no, four non-conference games – can Vanderbilt find two SEC wins? They did just they did just a year ago. Could they find two here? And I'll just put four potential candidates out there. They get Kentucky at home. They get Missouri at home. Can they win one of those? Look, if everything falls their way, perhaps. Then they're on the road at Florida and out South Carolina. I just put those two as maybe things fall their way. They get a fluke, fumble return for a touchdown, a pick six, something like that. Vanderbilt has a chance. Can they find two wins there? If they can, Vanderbilt has a chance to go bowling. But just putting it out there. But Brad Crawford, according to his predictions, does not have uh, Vanderbilt making the bowl game. So figure we jump into some of the bowl projections here. And first up, in the Las Vegas Bowl, he's got Kentucky playing UCLA. Now, this is actually a pretty fantastic game. Uh, how much will Devin Leary improve the Kentucky offense this year? And can the Kentucky defense get back to being dominant as they've been many times in the past that's just a fun trip for Kentucky fans just from a standpoint of you get to go to Las Vegas you get to go to Las Vegas and you get to play a pretty good Pac-12 school in UCLA and Chip Kelly and company so Kentucky all things considered that's not a bad one right there if you're looking around at bowl games do you really want to go to Nashville again do you really want to go to Birmingham I mean come on Las Vegas that's the sexy matchup Florida went there last year for the first one Kentucky would not be the end of the world. And I know you have higher expectations, but as far as bowl game destinations go, Las Vegas, that's a good one. Uh, next up in Brad Crawford's projections, he's got Mississippi State going to the Gasparilla Bowl, playing Nebraska. Now, this is a fun one just from brand. I mean, you get to play Nebraska. And Matt Rule in year one there, I'm sure Nebraska fans would be throwing a parade for him going, hey, you got, got us to a bowl game. Appreciate that. 
Uh, and here's what Brad Crawford writes. He says, two first-year coaches meeting in Tampa to end the season. Seems like a job well done for both parties. For Nebraska, marks a substantial development under Matt Rule and trying to bring the Huskers back to respectability. Another team with a transfer starter under center, Georgia Tech's Jeff Sims, may finally get a chance to play in a bowl game at Nebraska. Now, for Zach Arnett, it would feel like a little bit of a disappointment, right? You got Will Rogers back, a quarterback, guy who's run, your, you know, run the offense there for so many years. Obviously, with Mike Leach departed, it, it makes things a little bit tougher there with a new offense and a new system. But Zach Arnett believes in his defense, and uh, we'll see what kind of year Mississippi State can have. But Gasparilla Bowl is the projection here. Next up, projection for Auburn. Brad Crawford has them going to the Birmingham Bowl to play Memphis. And here's what he writes. Bowl eligibility in year one for Hugh Freeze on the Plains would appease a fan base as long as there aren't too many lopsided losses mixed into, say, a 6-6, and 7-5 type season. Auburn's not far away from being a tough out in the SEC West, and the Tigers believe they've signed a few instant impact portal players, including Michigan State quarterback Peyton Thorne. That will bring instant competition to vital position groups. Again, it feels underwhelming to finish the seasons, you know, going to play a team like Memphis in Birmingham, but that might just be the rock-solid foundation that Auburn needs to build on in year one. You know, you go beat up on a good Memphis team, you win the bowl game, you head on into the off, next offseason wanting to crush it in recruiting, you finish with a top-ten recruiting class, and the sky will be the limit for Hugh Freeze heading into year two there. So, again, another one, not too, too sexy, but at least that's a winnable game there for Auburn. And, you know, again, I think a bowl win would go a long way for them into their offseason. Uh, the next bowl game we'll touch on, he's got the Florida Gators going bowling. There are some people who are, uh, you know, if you believe the Vegas win total, some people had Florida had, you know, four or five wins this year. Really not believing in Billy Napier, but uh, Brad Crawford is. He's got Florida going to the first responder bowl playing Baylor. And that's a heck of a matchup. Dave Aranda has done a really good job there at Baylor. We know what a great defensive mind he is. The offense hasn't really caught up to the dominant defense there in Baylor. They've been very inconsistent up and down. Uh, but Billy Napier last year, the defense was the problem. We think the defense is going to be much better this year under Austin Armstrong, and we'll see what the offense looks like. You bring in you know, the quarterback from Wisconsin to replace Anthony Richardson. Obviously, it's a big step backward, but that run game, I, I'm a big believer in Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne at the running back spot for Florida. I think the offensive line can be fine, and uh, we'll see. Again, underwhelming bowl game, but a fun matchup against Baylor in the first responders bowl. And again, this is all projection, guys. A lot of this can change. A lot of this, you know, isn't set in stone. It's just kind of fun to look ahead and see what is possible for some of the SEC teams. All right, we'll get into more of these in just a second, but I want to thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. And this episode is presented to you by our friends over at Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but you don't want all the sugar and calories, you need to go check out the best tasting protein bar, and that is Built Bar. You've got to go try them. They are healthy, and they taste amazing. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. As you know, they come in amazing flavors like the peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, churro. They're packed with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar in there. 
And now you don't have to wait for a box. You can go get them at Built.com. You can check out all the amazing flavors there. You can even order them there at Built.com. But you can also find them locally. Your local Walmart or Sam's Club, they've got them on the shelves. And they've got some amazing flavors for you to check out. So go check them out at Built.com or if you're close to Sam's Club, run in and grab that 13-bar box with all the hit flavors in there. It is Built Bar and it is Built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, roll along here, guys. We are looking at Brad Crawford and 24-7 Sports doing some bold projections on how they think this season is going to play out and running through all the SEC teams. Again, 13 of the 14 teams from the SEC projected to go bowling. Vandy, the only one. Brad Crawford is counting out. Don't tell Clark Lee that. We don't want him getting angry. But uh, nonetheless, let's dive back into it as we discuss uh, some of the SEC teams he's got going bowling. And next up, we head out to Missouri. As the Liberty Bowl, Brad Crawford projects Oklahoma State versus Missouri. He says, bowl organizers and participating schools would allow this one to happen, we hope. Missouri owns a 29-24 and all-time advantage in this battle of two former Big 12 rivals, but Oklahoma State won the last meeting in 2018, coincidentally, in the Liberty Bowl. You peek at the Cowboys' schedule, it wouldn't be all that surprising if Mike Gundy has this team vying for a spot in the conference title game entering the final month of the season. But if they fall short, this could be a spot where they end up. And for Eli Drinkwitz, look, you know, what's the ceiling? What's the floor there at Mizzou? He's done a good job and won some games. Um, you know, when season hasn't been going great, he's found a way to rally the troops and play much better and eke out some good wins. But you know, are they ever going to have that year where they get to 8, 9, 10 wins? They take that huge leap in the SEC. It just seems really difficult. With Georgia being how dominant they are, with Tennessee, you know, on the rise like they are. We'll see if Billy Napier and Florida get their stuff together. South Carolina, Shane Beamer, they keep rolling on. So it may be tough for Eli Drinkwitz, and does Missouri think they can do better? They did just extend his contract, but as we know, coaching contracts a lot of times aren't worth the paper they're typed up on, but, you know. Eli Drinkwitz, if he gets Missouri to a Liberty Bowl and beats a good Oklahoma State team, I think the fans would feel pretty good about that. Next up, we got Texas A&M, and this would be a really fun one. The Texas Bowl down in Houston, Texas A&M's backyard. It's like an hour and 20-minute drive from Kyle Field. The Texas Bowl, he has got... Texas A&M projected taking on TCU, the team that just played for a national championship this year. It feel like a little bit of a fall going from national championship game to the Texas Bowl. But, man, would the Aggies, I think the Aggie faithful will be fired up. They would pack NRG Stadium. And I think the TCU fans would also want to see that matchup as well. So, give me that one, man. I, I would really like to see Texas A&M against TCU in a bowl game uh, in the Texas Bowl in Houston and all the week long festivities that lead up to it will be a lot of fun so 
that's what Brad Crawford has. We'll see what happens with the Aggies. Of course, they're coming off a season where they did not go bowling, going five and seven. Um, a lot of Aggie fans have higher expectations for him, but that's you know you do a lot worse than that matchup. So we'll see what kind of season Texas A&M has. Next matchup, how about Sam Pittman, the Arkansas Razorbacks, taking on Florida State in the Gator Bowl. Sign me up for that one. Brad Crawford says, if you're surprised to see the Seminoles here, don't be. There are always teams inside the preseason top 10 which don't quite live up to the lofty expectations and Florida State is one of those squads for me. He said three projected losses for Mike Norvell's team could come against LSU at Clemson and a split between Duke and Pitt, both those games on the road. So he's got Florida State falling, uh, you know, expectations of maybe winning the ACC and all that. He's got them falling short in that expectation and going to the Gator Bowl to play Arkansas. And for the Hogs, it would be, again, underwhelming. You bring in Dan Enos as your new OC. You're hoping to see a much improved offense. You got KJ Jefferson back for one more year. Uh, such a good, very productive quarterback there. Gator Bowl would not be as exciting. It's not a sexy matchup, but uh, it would be against Florida State. Like, that's a that's a formidable foe that, again, if you gave me my option to see that one right now, I would love to see Arkansas against Florida State to finish off the season in the Gator Bowl. So, again, just another matchup I think would be really, really fun. All right, how about Ole Miss? He's got them in the Music City Bowl playing Maryland. That one just doesn't seem, <laughs> you know, as far as like ACC teams go or, or potential matchups, it just doesn't feel as sexy. But I know Ole Miss would score a lot of points, and whoever their quarterback ends up being, Jackson Dart or Spencer Sanders, my question is for Ole Miss to go to the Music City Bowl. What was their season like? Was it seven and five? Was it eight and four? How many losses does it take to get to the Music City Bowl? So we'll see what happens with Ole Miss as the uh, season plays out. Over at South Carolina, they've got the Gamecocks playing Minnesota in the Relia Quest Bowl. Again, another just like ah, matchup uh, of a team I just don't like. I don't care about Minnesota. Uh, here's what Brad Crawford said. He said, expect a handful of SEC teams to go 7-5 and five in a top-heavy conference, which would leave the Gamecocks heading back to Florida for bowl season for the second consecutive year. South Carolina lobbied against Tampa last year, but they will not get to be choosy next time around given the allowances made between the gold bowl committees for putting them in that game against Notre Dame last year. So probably going to end up in something like the Reliant Quest Bowl and playing Minnesota I get it. It's P.J. Fleck up there, but it feels like South Carolina and Shane Beamer, they're, they're better than that program, right? We will see. One more of this segment. Let's jump to the Citrus Bowl. As one Steve Spurrier once said, you can't spell citrus without UT. He's got Tennessee playing Wisconsin. And Brad Crawford writes, Orlando gets first pick of SEC teams once the New Year's Six is finalized. It says the Vols are going to finish second, the East behind Georgia. Again, this is a projection. Tennessee goes to the Citrus. The Vols haven't played here since the end of that 2001 season against Michigan. So, look, big matchup. I mean, Tennessee against Wisconsin on a, on a stage like the Citrus Bowl would be fun. But, again, Vol fans, would you take that? Is that sexy? Are you driving out to? Are you driving out there to go see the Citrus Bowl? We'll see. 
But Tennessee in the Citrus Bowl, according to Brad Crawford's projections. All right, thank you guys for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. We'll get to the big bowls coming up in just a sec. All right, rolling along here, Locked on SEC. We're running through 24-7 sports, put out their bowl projections for 2023. I know, we're not even into the summer yet, so very early look ahead. But we like what Brad Crawford writes. He does a really good job. And so we're just running through what the SEC projections are for a lot of the teams heading into this season. So let's jump back into it. And we get to into some of the bigger bowl games. Let's talk LSU versus USC in the Cotton Bowl. Yes, please. Sign me up for this. Crawford writes, back to the Cotton for USC. This time as Pac-12 champions. It's a possibility. And if the Trojans can get through a treacherous slate unbeaten, they play in the conference title game with a playoff berth on the line. Another potential double-digit win season for LSU could be coming for Brian Kelly in year two, but not putting this team in the playoff just yet as an SEC champion. He said if the Tigers are able to get to Atlanta 12-0, they can get into the Final Four even with a loss to projected SEC champion Georgia. So LSU versus USC in the Cotton Bowl. Again, that one, sign me up immediately for that one. How about the Alabama Crimson Tide? He's got them playing Tulane in the Peach Bowl. And Crawford writes, going to go ahead and apologize to Alabama fans right now in May. The Crimson Tide could fail to get to the playoff again with two regular season losses and the reward well it's a possible matchup with the group of five champion and we're thinking Tulane or Boise State in this spot Tulane quarterback Michael Pratt is back but that team did lose several key pieces from their historical run last year under Willie Fritz Nick Saban is not going to like another postseason game without a title up for grabs but it is what it, what it is with their quarterback situation defined by too many lingering questions so Man, would that be underwhelming. I mean, Alabama, the Peach Bowl's a good trip, but playing Tulane, mm, not sexy at all. And that brings us to the college football playoff semifinal. And he's got, in the first game, the Georgia Bulldogs versus the Michigan Wolverines. And here's what he writes. He says, oh, no, this again. Uh, the Bulldogs and Wolverines played two years ago down in Miami, and Georgia steamrolled Jim Harbaugh's team. He said this marks Michigan's third straight trip to the playoff, and the Wolverines haven't won a game yet. Georgia goes for a three-peat, unprecedented in the modern era. The more things change, the more they stay the same. We're expecting the Bulldogs to get back to the Final Four as the top seed once again. Oh, by the way, go look at their regular season slate. It is not great. Charm and soft, and we expect Georgia to go undefeated. And look, if Georgia plays Michigan again in a playoff, we expect them to win. In the other college football playoff semifinal, it is the Rose Bowl. He has got, uh, Brett Crawford's got number two Ohio State versus number three Texas. Steve Sarkeesian and the Longhorns. Here's what he says. Number two Ohio State versus number three Texas. With the win at Bama in week two, early season playoff buzz will center around the Longhorns. Can they handle the pressure if they take out the tie? That's the biggest question. Aside from the November showdown with LSU, it's Alabama's most important game, and it happens to come early for new offensive coordinator Tommy Reese and a first-year starter at quarterback. Quinn Ewers 
Right now, people have him as a potential 2024 first-round draft pick. So right now, Texas has a clear advantage at the most important position on the field, unlike last season's game. Meanwhile, second seeded Ohio State, uh, second seeded Ohio State needs no introduction. My only lo- flawed logic here is, even if Texas goes and beats Alabama in Tuscaloosa week two, somehow, some way, and again, right now they've got the edge at quarterback. Yes, and, and Quinn Ewers played well in that game against Alabama last year before he got hurt. But that's besides the point. Do we really expect Texas then to run the table? Because we've just seen under Tom Herman, under Steve Sarkeesian, they lose games in the Big 12. They just do. Like last year when they played TCU at home, they had no offense. They couldn't do anything. They've lost games to Baylor. They've lost games to Iowa State. Somebody in the Big 12, I just feel like, is going to beat them either once or twice. Does a one-loss Big 12 champion Texas get into the playoff? Sure, they'll have a chance. But two losses, I think they're out of it. So, forgive me if I pump the brakes a little bit on the Texas to the playoff prediction from Brad Crawford. I don't think Texas is there yet, but Sark is doing a, a great job, it seems. So that sets the stage for Brad, Brad Crawford's prediction. He's got the College Football Playoff National Championship. Projected matchup, number one Georgia against number two Ohio State. He's had three consecutive championships for the Bulldogs. Well, Kirby Smart's squad has to beat the Buckeyes to do it again. These two squads are stacked, and if Ohio State can get through a challenging Big Ten schedule with one loss or fewer, we expect the selection committee to put the Bulldogs back in a semifinal setting. Carson Beck against Kyle McCord in the quarterback matchup would be intriguing, along with Ryan Day trying to become the first or the next first-time national championship winning head coach. I think he stopped short there of predicting Georgia to win. But, uh, look, if it's Georgia against Ohio State, I'm rolling with the Bulldogs. And, my God, I mean, are we put, are we building a statue for Tro- or for Kirby Smart at the SEC offices at that point? Three-peat? Good Lord. I mean, Georgia is loaded. They've got the pieces. I like Carson Beck at quarterback. I put a bet on him to win the Heisman. But, man, would that do a lot of uh, – <laughs> Think of the reverberation across the SEC if Kirby and Georgia win it again three straight years. We'll be looking at Nick Saban sideways. We'll be looking at Brian Kelly. We'll be looking at all these Josh Heupel. Man, does anybody have a chance? At least the good thing is the playoff expands next year so more teams can punch their ticket and get in. But goodness, do we really want to go into the expanded playoff with Georgia's three straight champs? Whew. It would just be tough for the rest of the SEC. All right, there you have it. Again, our our credit goes to Brad Crawford. Go check out his work at 247sports.com. Does a tremendous job. And again, that was his piece that he just put up this week. College football bowl projections, early playoff predictions, and matchups. One more thing I want you to go check out. Go look at Michigan's schedule. Everybody's talking about Georgia's soft schedule. Michigan has got one of the weakest schedules out there. They play nobody good in non-conference. And the Big Ten schedule, as we know, is basically a joke. Both Ohio State and Michigan have one game they play here, and it's against each other. Now, Ohio State does play Notre Dame this year. I'll give them credit for that one. But Michigan's got nobody. It's a joke. And look, I think if Michigan runs the table but loses to Ohio State and they're sitting there as a one-loss team, I would look, if I'm the committee, I'm looking long and hard at other resumes trying to find somebody else to put in ahead of Michigan because I can't look at them play that joke of a schedule lose the one tough game they play against Ohio State and go, oh, yeah, you guys deserve to be in the playoff again. Don't buy into it. Don't let Jim Harbaugh, you know, 
Tricky with a smooth talking. Michigan does not belong in the playoff, in my opinion, even with one with one loss. So we'll see when we get there. But I am Chris Gordon. This has been Locked on SEC. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen every day. Shout out to our everydayers. Checking us out every day. And uh, check us out tomorrow. Of course, we'll have more stuff talking all things SEC football right here on Locked on SEC.